0: Welcome welcome. This is the Simply King podcast. I am Rodney Perry King himself and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is a special it's a collaborative episode with the I Can Relate podcast with Jada and da Mo. And um, it's really interesting. Definitely need to listen to these ladies. They just started this podcast. So many people are getting into the world of podcasting and if I know them, I'm definitely going to talk to them. So Listen to what we had to say. It's a great episode. Enjoy. This is Simply King.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome back. This week is super duper special because it is a collaboration episode mm-hmm. with I Can Relate and the Simple King podcast. Yes, Whose yes. Whose host is Rodney Perry. Say hello. Say hello.
0: Oh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome, welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we also got Jada. Of course, of course. We're here um, for another week. I've been anticipating this. Hell yeah. God, uh, what's super special about this episode is we all connected through the AUC, it's, which is the Atlanta University Center in Atlanta, Georgia. For those who don't know,
0: Rodney um, and
1: I both went to Clark. I know. <laughs> 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 Oh man, <laughs> I got my ticket last week. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I will be here. Yeah. Oh, shotta. But oops.
0: yeah, it just made me it. Um, yeah.
1: So me and Rodney are Clark Atlanta alum. Shout out. Uh, yeah, 2017.
2: <laughs> and, and
1: I am filming um, alum. Alumna. <laughs> yes. that Finally, after. So many years of struggle. <laughs> yes, yeah, so but we made it through and now we're here to discuss with you another week oh, yes. of
0: news and knowledge
1: and all that
0: good stuff. Oh yeah, and you know, shout out to um my class, you know, one of the few classes who created a nickname for ourselves, you know, the the two live one five twenty fifteen, how y'all doing, how y'all feeling? It's been a few years we've been out, you know, hopefully we got our shit together. <laughs> And we're going to be uh down there at home coming, blowing up, blowing it up, blowing up the spot, breaking necks, making folks look like, oh, y'all looking good. This is how it looks when you're two years out, huh? Just, you know, show yeah. out. Um, I must say before we uh, get this going, ladies, is you know, this is dope. I'm going to acknowledge that in the beginning. This is dope. And I am really, really excited. Just like when I tweeted when I first found out that you guys were doing this um, and you said and Damo and sent this to me. I love this. You know, I, I, I love podcasting. This is a medium that I feel like was made for me and made for so many people who may not have know exactly, you know, where where they wanted to place their voice and where they want to build their platform. So me doing this for, you know, two years now and finding out that there's so many people that, you know, that I'm connected with or I had I can, you know, reach my arm out to uh, it, it's interesting in doing this as well. I'm always going to support. I'm always going to hit you up and be like, oh, we need to do something. We need to always whatever, whatever. So here we have it. So, you know, I can relate in a Simply King uh, collaboration episode. So, you know, let's let's get it going. You know, I, hey, I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm really just here. Yes. I'm really just here to just have fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to have some fun yes. right now. So let's have a good conversation. Go ahead. All right. Absolutely.
1: That sounds great. Um, speaking of having fun, <laughs> I have- <laughs> And this is fun for me. I know it is fun for a bunch of people across the nation, but I've been bigger watching. And um that my episode or my show is Naruto Secluded. For those of you who are not familiar with anime, Naruto is usually named the top anime in the entire world and for a good reason. It has a lot of um a lot of characters that are archetypes in that genre but then also there are a bunch of story arcs within the show so just to give you some context naruto is naruto and naruto shippuden together are about 500 episodes about 500 600 episodes they're 20 minute episodes but they're Damn. extremely long um so that is the level of commitment that I've, i have not been able to watch anything else and obviously I can't spend all of my time doing this because I have, like, a life and stuff like that, but I really <laughs> am been trying to get through it. Um, so, yeah, so it's been great. The only thing is um, the female protagonists are hard to watch episode after episode after episode. Mm. So the story is basically ninjas are learning how to beat ninjas, and then their village is in peril, obviously, and they go out and fight. And these women exactly like the boys are and manage not to defend themselves, really not to contribute at all, and become the damsel of distress in in the way. And it's just so interesting because it doesn't make sense because of the story. But then also it's like after time and time again, when do we draw the line, you know? And every female character is exactly the same. There is one matriarch. She's the Hokage, which is basically, like, the um, leader of the village, which is a high-level ranking. Um, But besides that, it's really difficult to find a girl that is defending herself, and that's just been um, extremely annoying. Like, even in cartoons, like, there's no representation, (laughs) and this is fantasy, like, you know? (laughs) Um, So that has just been bugging me. Of course, like I said, I've been watching episode after episode, and I just cannot get into it. Man, uh, it
0: sounds interesting. Yeah, though. it sounds dope.
1: Oh, no, it just Naruto itself. <laughs> oh, oh, you my got God. excited. If you, if you want a story of, of loyalty and never giving up and, uh, and protecting your friends, it is very, 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 it's so compelling. Like, did I cry? I've cried before, definitely during the show. Um, oh, my goodness. But, and then on top of all of that, the entire time like i love it but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but my poor girls you know they they just be in the way except for the villains now the villain women they're they're like really tools but they can get down and it's like you know, no <laughs> protagonists can handle themselves um so yeah that's my left key for the week it's just been hard but i'm gonna do <laughs> it I sure i'm not gonna stop well speaking of binge watching i've been on the same hype um but for me i've got caught up with game of thrones and i'm officially like in the fan club and you know it was really hard to (laughs) we'll get your jacket we'll get your jacket ordered yes i need i need a mug i need something like i'm I'm in this i'm in this i'm about to go like on the HBO store online and just, like, get jiggy, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, GOT. But, you know, it was really hard for me to get through seasons one through four, you know, because it was just really slow, and all they do is talk and, and kill each other and fight. And so, you know, it was really, you know, hard to stay with stay interested in the storyline. But then I've got season five. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
2: Get and real, then I it.
1: tell y'all. She get real real. Real and like you know, everyone is just starting to connect and make alliances, and it's just like so dope. And I'm here for it. And right now, currently, I'm um, on season six, episode five. I'm I paused like 30 minutes in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am. This is mark my words. I will be caught up by the end of next week, all the way up to season seven. Welcome. To the okay, welcome. Embassy.
0: Welcome. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Thank fan club. You. Thank you. And Without I go back to go back.
1: Spoilers? Without giving too many spoilers, what what part are you at? I am at right now. Okay, what's going on? Okay, so, what's going on? so with John. Okay, so Sansa just came back to Castle Black um, and reunited with John, and they just received a letter from ramsey Saying that, uh, you know, like I want my wife back, and they have uh, what's fuck his name? reckon Stark. What's his name? I don't know. fuck Ramsey. He's <laughs> such a little bitch. Fuck him and his dirty ass hound.
2: <laughs> no,
1: don't I'm passionate. Don't get me mad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm in my off time. I'm not watching right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, he he has what's the what's the younger uh, Stark brothers? Yeah, Rickon. I think you're right. Rickon. Yeah, so they have him hostage and uh yeah so they just received a letter and then daenerys just took over the Doc raki and she about to fuck shit up
2: okay and then okay. um
1: yeah so that's kind of where i'm at um uh Tyrion is still a marine with Barrett, they trying to figure shit out same thing and um yeah it's getting you know her dirty ass she's still you know
0: <laughs>
1: being annoying you being really irritating. into this this is so funny I'm in this yes no I'm, I'm connected with these characters I still them on a personal level no yet. no
0: no yeah. it's I'm here. I would say it's interesting you know <laughs> talking about binging um I definitely yes. um, I like the rest of the world love to binge as well and um, for me I watch a lot I consume a lot of content all the time you know mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell I do it like I told you right before we started recording I, I watched Game of Thrones this year two weeks before, mm. you know what I'm saying, the sixth episode and within the seventh season came out. Like I literally caught up in that amount of time. Yes. I don't know how the hell I did it other than just watching it. Cause I didn't lose sleep or nothing. I was, I just got through. But right now mm. I had to watch this <laughs> show that I kept hearing about. Everybody kept talking about it. Um, it was a person in the show who started the show that I was already a fan of. And that is This Is Us on NBC. And if you have not watched it, do have either one of y'all watched this? no no okay so i won't give too much away um definitely go okay. see it it's a very very intriguing uh show um sterling k brown actually just won an emmy for his role within the show um,
1: oh yes i
0: yes. love him he, he's 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 you should see him in the show too but it's a very it's a tearjerker type of show it's definitely one that's extremely uh-huh. emotion-filled and like right? the <laughs> only reason why i didn't watch it uh sooner is because i thought it was, I was like, ain't no way in hell like it's going to be that sappy all the time. And also, it's going to eventually get old if it's that damn sappy. From the way people were describing it to me, but uh, it actually was very decent. And just the way they intertwine, the way they're telling the story is really, really dope, you know? Um, definitely something that's not on TV that's like this, so it's a really unique show. And um, you definitely become very invested in the characters' uh, development and just how they progress, and you really want them all to win and get something, you know? So it's... It's lit, right. it's lit, it's lit, you know. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um the I, yes, ha- I wow. literally just finished the last episode oh, of the first season. So I gotta start this new one that just came out, but I'm catching up with all my shit, you know what I'm saying? Scandal, how to get away, all that shit <laughs> right now. So it's fall T V. Wow. Let's go. Right. No, fall
1: is so lit for
0: T V. Yeah, it is. It I really think that
1: is. is um uh, How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> oh yeah, How to Get Away with Murder just Came Back. Yeah. yeah, it's a few Black-ish just came back.
0: Which is a good episode, too. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, no, they, well, I, I love Blackish for that. They always come through with the lessons. I'd be like, mm mm-hmm. if I had kids, they would be watching Blackish. Yeah,
0: reruns.
2: <laughs>
1: like, sit down and learn something. Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, um, Jada, you want to peep us on some game? Yeah, let me peep you on some game. Um, Give you a little bit of information of somebody that you may not have heard of or have heard of but not know anything about them um, and this week is joseph e boone now if you are um, part of the au center then you have driven on a street name joseph E boone <laughs> and um, <laughs>
0: don't drive too we slow
1: have the hello you <laughs> <We're laughs> <laughs> we've been able to be fortunate and be in being an epicenter of black activism. And yes. so those streets are yes, named for a reason. And I was like thinking about, <laughs> thinking about, um, you know, who, who are people Then <laughs> want some game? Like, I don't know people myself, you know, trying to trying to think about all these people. And um, I can stop right around the corner, you know, from my second home in the AU Center. So, yes, that's a big boon. He was a pastor, worked very closely with MLK, um, total activist and organizer. But I just want to say some facts of like, uh, some of the big contributions that he's made that are not really talked about. Just to give you some context from Atlanta, he grew up in the 50s, born in 1922. Um, he founded his own church and was a pastor, but also became extremely active. Once, some of the things that he did was organize a selective buying campaign in Alabama that also paired with the Operation Bread Basket, which basically was to sustain black economics. And their goal was to endorse and to spend money on organizations that um, bought like black products of black surprise and stuff like that, and also employ black people. So yeah. you had to be a, pay, a, a black patron there, you know, buy from black markets or whatever, but then also employ black people, which was usually the caveat to most of these um, businesses. So, you know, he organized, like, many across the nation with Operation Bed uh, Brasset. What is it? What is it? Like 200 ministries to work with their communities to make this a reality, employing how many black people, we don't even know. Mm. Just right. incredible, incredible leadership and um, organization skills. Um, what else has he done? Um, he was a <laughs> director of the of Metropolitan Atlanta Summit Leadership Congress, um, organizing Atlanta schools and desegregation, desegregations of Atlanta public schools. So he was a big um, con- contributor to that. He organized the AUC Center himself and um, helped with, we helped with public demonstrations basically um, like protesting One counters and stuff. obviously this is the time of Jim Crow um, and right right after um, um, Board of Education, what is it what, what's the um, whole thing? Um, something versus Board of Education. Wow Brown. I'm like Brown. And yes, Brown. Yes, <laughs> I right. we should be able to get dates and everything right. Um, yes,
2: absolutely
1: um, excellent leadership, like I said, worked alongside um, Martin Luther King um, and really just organized, really organized Atlanta during that time. Big um, shout out! We have a lot of respect for um, these black men, um, and there's a lot to be said about these um, black men activists of this time. You know, we bring up um, how they were within a little bit, you know, in relationship to women and so forth, but it's good to recognize that what activism and leadership really looked like back then was extraordinary, because it would be extraordinary now and we don't have half of the barriers that they did. Um, so, yeah that's that's the pp one King like joseph
0: e boone when you drive it in, in that street maybe that street needs to be repaired you
1: know go a
2: little home. bit participate it's just a little a ashy that's all street, just
0: <laughs> <Need some lotion. laughs> just <need> a little <laughs> you lotion ain't nothing wrong with you you so just, just a little ashy <laughs> <laughs> you still work your legs still look good they just ashy.
1: okay oh come this far by faith you see what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh my goodness wow thank you for that. sharing that that was awesome that's really good yeah. One, one thing
0: i noticed about when you was you know talking about that and i don't know why i didn't notice this going to school in auc but i just noticed it when you said this is the making of atlanta to a very black ass place has been in the making for so long mm-hmm. and like even right. if that wasn't oh, the intention wow. i think you know established first off establishing three not only three but four black ass schools literally in the same neighborhood and then on top of that cuz that's the only it's the only place in the world where not only you have HBCUs we have four in the exact same city um you don't that doesn't happen nowhere else so that being a thing on top of you know so many other influential people kind of you know coming out of Atlanta or going to school in Atlanta and just it's so interesting how Atlanta was meant to get to this place of, you know, kind of like black excellence. Yeah. And, um, and I, it's crazy. I talk to people all the time in Chicago about Atlanta and they are so, um, it's Atlanta has this real interesting reverence within the black community. Cause it's kind of like, they don't believe a lot of things until they go there and they see it themselves. Like I'll say things like, right. if you've never seen a black lawyer, dentist, doctor, um, walked into a place and everybody there are black from the people who mopping the floor to the people who, you know, you're talking to. Um, going to black, all these black banks and all these different things. You go to Atlanta and that's exactly how it's going to be. I it was It's amazing. It's beautiful. But, you know, I love blackness. But continue, continue. I'm interrupting. Yes,
1: blackness.
0: Yeah, I'm interrupting.
1: Yeah, I, um... Never, no, um, I was done, but I, um... I can't echo that more. And then, so there's that blackness that's there, right? Mm-hmm. But then also, when it's homecoming time, all you feel is the joy and excitement built up through all those decades of organizing and coming together in community. Yeah, you know, it's yep. really a beautiful place. Um, I can't wait.
0: So, I can't wait because y'all know I ain't been I, back. I ain't um, been back <laughs> since I graduated. Oh like,
2: man!
0: I ain't been back to homecoming. Oh I man. went. I went to no, graduation. Yes, yes. I went to graduation, oh. but I ain't go to homecoming. That's different. And now I'm coming back in this little Atlanta's right. homecoming because everybody in the whole okay. damn world is having a damn homecoming this week. Yes. Every well, like damn the school. Or
1: the tech, the AUC. Like, on, like I, I'm like, oh we're going to break God. Atlanta. Like, we're going to break we, Atlanta. We're going to break
0: Atlanta. It's going to look like Freak Nick. It's going to look like Freak Nick. They're going to run out of Hennessy by Friday. It's going to be ridiculous.
1: Oh, Lord. Like, I, know. I I might need to crop a bottle
0: before. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be people going to buy cases. People going to literally be like, why are we tripping? Let's just buy cases this weekend. They're going to finally, people going to finally be thinking better. You know, he's like, why just buy a bottle? We trying to fuck up, you know, the whole weekend. Let's buy a case of hitters.
2: Right.
0: Put, put some in. But, you know, it is what it is.
2: <laughs> you know, it is what it yes. is. Yes.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, so yeah. What's next the Reality I, check. Yes. Let's transition a little bit. I um, love this story because if there's one thing I love, it's integrity.
2: <laughs> Hello. So
1: I just want I just want to shout out JJ Green, um, who is an actor and producer from Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm. and he is creating a new film called Flint Six. Shout out to JJ. Um. Hey. Right? Not only is this going to be a film um, about his hometown, but also about the water crisis. Um, and he—it's a story of resilience, and he wanted to make sure that 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 was captured. That you know, this is not to so sorry for um, these these people who are suffering, but to, to know that they are fighting back and getting active and participating—you know—in their liberation because it is. Absolutely ridiculous what's happening with their water, and, um, you know, it's definitely shackling them. So he wants to capture this, right? And he was offered over $3 million from various producers um, to sponsor his film, which was exciting to him and great, you know, but they wanted to take it out of Flint, Michigan. They wanted to do that because the senator senator of Flint, which is his name is Rick Snyder, um, the, the senator of Michigan, just recently, within the last two years, um, repealed a law that gave incentives to filmmakers for filming there. So you film there, they give you, like, tax breaks and money and stuff like that um, in order to get some, not notoriety, to get some um, some money flowing into Michigan. You know, you, if you, people from the outside come in, there's just money involved in that. Um, but they repealed that. So not only that, but he's been inactive in um, office as well. Obviously, as we can see with uh, the water crisis. Um, So these producers wanted to get out of Flint, and so he decided to turn down the money, turn down like all the incentives that you would get, you know, recording in California or what have you, um, to keep the integrity and visual of the film. As close to Flint as possible, which is recorded in the location, um, and I just thought that that was uh, a beautiful um, testimony to like artwork and like you know just really being in te- in, in 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 integrity with the story, um, even if it means costing you three million dollars. Now, what we know is that as soon as he does it, however the film looks, if it's good or bad, we are going to support him, and he's going to get the dividends back from that. Um, So it's great that he paid it forward by, you know, declining and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to deal with that. You know, this governor, they also had some other caveats, too, in how the storyline was going to go. And, you know, he's like, I want to really shed light. You know, it's going to be um, very personal and very specific to this. Right. And I'm sure the Um, people who have issue with that, like the people who have issue with, like, how the story is going to be told, like,
0: don't have the same experience as the story that he's trying to tell. yeah yeah that's real yes. that's real because i mean he, he yes. he's from yes. there but i know he probably is you know especially because he's you know is a working actor he does probably is not home that often but he's still affected by you know people that he knows and just the community that he knows well and all those different things um one thing that you said that was really interesting that i think is very intriguing about you know when these very you know black things come out i think we have to do a better job of kind of, you know, separating, you know, why we support things. You know, and I think for this, this is more mm-hmm. than just, you know, just artwork, you know, art being put out. You know, this is a, you know, this is a, so, this is a film that is gonna display something that is going to show and move and shake. And, you know, and I would assume the, you know, the earnings, if any earnings are made, you know, at a great amount from this film, that uh it's going to go to the right places so it's not even that you're supporting it because of it being just a a movie to go see and it's a black you know it's a black people behind it but it's literally Mm going to help someone even if it's just exposure even if it's just you know you see what's really happening support it for that reason and the reason why i say separate is because when you have you know very you know black ass things that happen in the, um, you know, with the entertainment. And I think we automatically, you know, feel like we got to support that, we got to do whatever, whatever. I think yes, but also that doesn't mean, you know, whatever is presented, you know, should not represent, you know, uh, whatever they're trying to do in a good light, you know, because I feel like it's a way, now we're living in a time where people can kind of, you know, acquiesce themselves into the culture, even if they're really not a part of it or really not for, you know, blackness in general and kind of put out something and look at mm. us like, why aren't y'all supporting this? I'm black, you know, get with it. And it's kind of like, we really mm. was never here for you like that. So right. appreciate it, you know, making whatever you making, Thanks you're doing whatever no you're thing. doing, but it's trash. Like, it's just not good. And it's not mm-hmm. even that we're not supporting it because it's a few of us who went and seen it, got word back and it's just not good. It's not resonating with anyone, you know? And especially when you get a, a large budget for something. Oh, you definitely gonna get you know chop the bits if this shit is trash you know what i'm saying you got a hundred million dollars to do this movie and it's not good that is that is that is not on us you know for not coming to see totally. that that is on you but just to make that distinction i think this is something that's past the point of just being a film this is literally like this is some good work and this is like all, right. essentially humanitarianism um just through this exactly. lens so you know I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm look, I'm just I'm I'm out here just at the, you know, trying to relate to y'all. You feel me? So I'm just going to jump in whenever you seem like it's right.
1: Yeah. No. Let, let me let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's say let's say let's take a story. So let's take a story about Atlanta. It's not particularly um, anything as like as a grave or has the weight of like this humanitarian crisis. play, But it is a story about Atlanta. And the same rule apply. Atlanta's not giving incentives to filmmakers, and there is a producer that's to pay. you know, we can record this these same type of shots in whatever in another place in Georgia or what have you. Is there an amount of money that they could give you that would help that would make you shoot it not in the place that you had intended or where the story is about? Do you think that there is ever a scenario where taking the money would be okay and um you can still give up authenticity to
0: a story i think the only scenario where it would make sense if this is if there's a similar case as there is in flint is if there can be some type of contractual um direction with the money you see what i'm saying like if there is if there, if there, if there is, because I feel like even if we if we look this up, I bet we can find you know hard facts on this is what is needed. This is a certain number amount that we can do to aid to help this specific situation, um, that's going on. Mm-hmm. The only way that I would take the money and do it in a new place is if literally I'm taking the money, but the money is still going to the exact same place where I was going to shoot at. You see what I'm saying?
2: Like mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah, the only way I definitely. can even
0: see that happening. And then just essentially displaying the dramatization of the story in a new place i think it wouldn't be as bad but that's the only reason why that's the only way i can make that happen if i can literally put it down in writing by law that this these earnings are going to go to this
2: this, you know what i'm saying this is going to go to
0: you know fixing this fucking piping like tomorrow you feel me like some shit about to get moving because ain't because obviously nothing has been moving so we need i would if you're gonna give me three million dollars i need you know essentially uh, half of that shit to go to this and a a majority of it to go to this and we can, you know, I could continue to fundraise and do my thing. And, and because I got this new piece of money, I can flip that to fundraise in a different way. So, and, um, and shoot the movie in a new place and still give you that, you know, give you them pieces. But that's the only way anything past
2: that. I I
0: just been like, fuck it. You know, it's just, this is just going to be Something that's going to be low budget It's going to be it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to pull together as many, you know, talented people there as I can to produce a good thing. And um, that's it. And that's really it. I feel like the f- work, you know, art and integrity, I feel like go hand in hand. You know, you don't want to steal from people. You don't want to just uh, sell your sell your soul just to do something. I feel like and I think it's Ooh, great yeah. to see that a man like him is, you know, standing up and doing this and, you know, and shaking some shit up because I, there's probably so many people who have just been like, dude, like, take this money. You know what I'm saying? You trying to, like, you taking this money can literally send you into a new place in your life and set you up in a different type of light. And especially if you're doing a movie on this, it's going to be hella provocative and people are going to definitely do stories on it and whatever, whatever. And if you got that type of budget, people, it's definitely going to catch eyes. So he almost got his shortcut. And the fact that he didn't take that it's very, very honorable, and it's it's beautiful. I, lo- I love hearing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Damo? Would you take the money around? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think, like, money, like I said last week, money is the root of all evil, so, like, I don't... And something like that, like, I'm sure aside of what the movie is about, he's passionate about his art. He's passionate about you know making films and starring in films or whatever it is so i'm sure that he would want to utilize that tool for a greater benefit and that greater benefit is ultimately helping the people in Flint, not making a movie you know so um yeah i think that yeah no fuck the money okay Mm -hmm, (laughs) 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 down in dallas um Another Robert E. Lee um, Confederate statue has been taken down. Okay,
2: then. um, and thinking,
1: how, um how are we going to replace it? <laughs> so they had a brilliant idea.
2: <laughs> it
1: has been started with 2,300 signatures already on that day. having the park be called, on and on park, and having a statue or some type of um, something to um honor erica badu in
0: her work that would be <laughs> lit oh that would be lit. yes i would like
1: you run know, through the know, park with know, some incense
0: yes i like that i really like that
2: <laughs>
0: and, and like and make it a window seat like make us sitting down next to a window seat
2: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you so yeah. like it's
1: okay. <laughs> 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 So I just thought this was amazing. Um, Dallas or not Dallas, Houston actually has an Air Badu day, which is May twenty seventh, if you want to celebrate. Um and so Dallas is trying to get on board like hey you're trying to leave us in the day Yeah, because she's from she from um, Dallas. I'm here for it. It I think she's from yeah. Dallas. That's what's up. Yeah. So, yeah. that's why that's why I think that's why they're going so hard. That? Right, exactly. You mm-hmm. know, it um the re- taking it down is great, but replacing it with positivity is better. True. I
0: agree. I agree.
1: <laughs> F-
0: fuck fuck so, Robert um, and his kids.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, we can't play around. <laughs> um, so my last reality check, um, is this a discussion? And I just want to hear from you guys. How do you define terrorism? Um, The face of terrorism in America historically is white. And we know that from how I define terrorism, which is a public act of violence and terror, (laughs) to incite terror. um, And the face of that has been um, middle-aged and young white men. Um, So I wanted to, since we are getting weird definitions of what terrorism looks like and who a terrorist is, I wanted to hear how you guys define terrorism um And discuss
0: what that looks like. um And when is a good
1: time to discuss terrorism? Mm.
0: Rodney, what do you think? Oh, okay, you want to go first? um So, yeah. for me, um <laughs> I did a rant about this probably like, you know, beginning of this week because it was, I definitely was touched by what was going on. And I immediately became upset because I think when these tragedies happen, we you know, are just kind of stunned that this is even a thing and like are so blessed right. that we weren't that we wasn't, you know, into country music at that same time and going to this festival and having a good time and just enjoying ourselves, thinking that everything is good as hell because who like everyone goes to Vegas. You know, you could have been there just on, on the street walking by. You know, what I'm saying like anything could have happened. So how do I define terrorism? Um, I define terrorism in a simple form of blatantly uh, terrorizing people for your own, either your own personal gain or your own insecurities, um, either as a group or individually. Um, within when it comes to when it comes to America uh, and the history of America in general, and not only just the history of America, but whiteness and white men in in the history of the world, um, terrorism is something that they've been linked to for a very long time. I think it just hasn't been defined as that. I think colonialism is a form of terrorism. If you want to really connect the dots you you have a whole you know society of people who have their own definition of civilization you know and their own version of how they get down and you got on a boat or got you know got on horses and took your ass all the way to someone else's shit and bothered the hell out of them and shook some shit up and um and and you did that for the sense of you know you realizing this is a a new place that you're you know not knowledgeable of And literally murdered, raped, killed and enslaved these people and did this in multiple places, did this with your own, the people that look kind of just like you and also with people who don't look anything like you at all and continue to do this in multiple places. And that was considered colonialism. And then, you know, the form just essentially just kept changing. But terrorism has always been a thing. It's like I have shit. to, I have nothing to do with you, but you're terrorizing me for the simple fact of to gain some type of power, some type of control to change something extremely drastic. Um, and that's exactly what it is. And most recently I had I had uh, tweeted something about, you know, there is a, a religion that people don't speak about that much. And that is, you know, the firearm witnesses is what I call it. People who and you don't have to be black or white to you know be a part of this, but people who truly, truly believe, you know, so solely, solely into the Second Amendment, right, that they'll like die by that shit, you know, and it's so amazing to me that you know we can get to this point where this is the largest you know amount of people who've ever been you know killed or harmed in any way right. by a single person and to hear the details of this and to realize this is a country that you live in where one person can have one person can have access to this imagine if 10 people got together and tried to do the same thing how much more damage this would have mm-hmm.
2: and right. i
0: think it's mm-hmm. intriguing how they form the stories but i will also say that when it's when it's when you have that correlation, when you have that relation, like we like we all went to the AUC. If we hear, if we see somebody on Twitter talking down on the AUC, what the hell we gonna do? We gonna get on their ass. You know what I'm saying? We are gonna <laughs> we're gonna get their ass. Even if it's somebody from the AUC who might, you know, might have did something slightly questionable. We're gonna be like, look, y'all don't know the story, y'all don't even know motherfucker. Like, chill, y'all like y'all making this way bigger than what it is. We got him. He cool, you know? Um, this is something that white people do, even if they don't want to admit that. And especially when you're talking about, you know, these media outlets, this thing happened. He should have immediately and everyone else who has done something similar to from Dylan Roof to, the, you know, all these different, you know, uh, deranged, you know, murderers. Um, there was that has happened year after year after year. They should be considered terrorists because that's exactly what the hell they are. The, the if That's this was right. a brown person doing this, this is exactly what they will be positioning it as. This is what they will put it on the news as as a terror attack. Go. Is there less? OK, he's a brown man. Let's immediately see if he has a connection with ISIS. He must have a connection with ISIS. How the hell did this happen? How the hell did this get through? What happened? We need to change gun laws. We need to tighten the fuck up, you know. But because this is a 65 year old white man who they seen as normal, because he just played, he just gambled every day. He did this, he did that. It's it's interesting how they protected his image, you know, even though he's done some really fucked up shit. They're still protecting this man's image, and protecting who he was, while they'll vilify the fuck out of you know a child for you know throwing up gang signs and putting throwing up a middle finger in the and you know just when all he wanted was to get a fucking snack from the store because Arizona tees are fire. So it's interesting how they do that, but we all know why they do that. And I personally believe in calling a spade a spade. But, you know, it is what it is. Terrorism is live and well, and it's been happening for a long time. And we still have so many active terrorist groups who are not only supported by our national government now and have been supported by them in the past, but we just need to call the shit what it is. And for the people who are operating in a place that's quote unquote supposed to be non-biased and you know, nonpartisan within certain avenues, if they already haven't established themselves on that when it comes to media outlets, uh, they need to call the shit what it is. Stop playing. Like, fuck coddling murderers. We're not coddling people. Like, call a motherfucker what they are, regardless of their skin color. I don't Absolutely. give a damn. If this is a black man who did this, if this was a Spanish man who did this, if this was any color individual, I would still call him a weak ass bitch. And right. you are a terrible person. Absolutely. And you make you make living very hard for people because they are they they're cautious and they're scared now. You know? You know how many people probably pause right. their plans or were afraid to go to um Las Vegas and this is a place where it's literally they have became the city they became because they are a place to have fun any time of the year. So, the Mandalay Bay cannot,
1: is not about to be selling no rooms anytime soon. They right. And
0: yeah, definitely not. Hell no, nah, uh, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, should, no. I know y'all seen, <laughs> it. Bruh, bruh, bruh had to walk, he, he I, had 47 guns, you know, this man had all this shit. You, you, he, this man, not only he had access to the roof, he had access to multiple rooms, all these different things. What the fuck you need multiple rooms for? Why, how the hell does he get access to the roof of a fucking hotel? How do all these things happen? Because he's a white yeah, man, they, he's a white man, he's old. Who is he gonna harm? What is he gonna do? Oh, he has access to guns. I mean, I got a few guns too. Oh, he he killed all them people. Oh shit! Maybe we should have. I actually was talking to him about his guns, and I thought he was just coming in here for a convention. So, fuck that, fuck them. Somebody saw something and didn't say shit. Had to. That's,
1: I agree with that's too um, much shit going on. Well, he it, like completely I cannot right. add yeah no you no, what right. about you dum <laughs> I'm like literally the the not only what you were saying but the passion behind it I'm, I'm exactly clear and on the same page as you what the fuck yeah. this is serious. yeah. Right. Um Yeah, um actually um do you wanna move into this next topic, Rodney? Um to to put gears just a little bit and then we can circle back um to that
0: mass shooting Oh for sure for yeah. sure um you know I don't mind I don't mind um one thing that happened you know and this is a you know I guess breaking news for I guess our community as in the AUC but I still think it's something to be said because this is something that happens all the time specifically to black women and a lot of it really nothing is done cuz you've seen it over and over I've seen it I still I remember I vividly remember missing white women in my world in my days of living in this world and they get found or they find, you know, get found dead or get found. And it's always a thing. The news catches it. And it's always something. But when it's one of us, it's always something that we have to take control of, that we really have to do the most to see to put the most effort in. While, you know, we don't get that support from the you know, the media outlets yet again, not attacking the media outlets, of course. But everybody got to do a good job. And we had a, um, a fellow AUC alum by the name of Raven McCall, who out of, out of the blue this, in the middle of this week, um, there was just a, you know, a flurry of posts saying that she was missing in um, the LA area. And, um, and that shook shit up. Cause it's kind of like, what the fuck? And I think, you know, I loved how, you know, everyone immediately reacted within AUC, reposting it, sharing it, putting it on Twitter, putting it on, putting it mm-hmm. everywhere they could put it. Because the beautiful thing about the AUC is people are everywhere. People, are, people go, everywhere It's a very diverse uh community of people who are not only from la but people who've moved to la so the chances of this actually catching something and catching you know catching someone's eyes was very very high so and, and it's so it's such a connected community as well because of you know years and years and years of just people just coming through as a, you know as students and becoming alums so i'm so glad she's now found but i think the interesting part about it all um In the midst of, you know, these posts being posted every day and the circulation of those things, there is one piece that I think was not initially uh, a thing, initially a point within this case of a missing person. Um, But also there was, you know, this this whole tidbit of, you know, that she her mental health may have been unstable, which in the original post by our sister was not really displayed like that. You know, we know, you know, we as black people, we ain't. Really good on you know telling the, the family business like that, and I think that's why I was positioned like that. But I guess someone looked up something and found an official something, and they posted that, and that and that one started to circulate as well. Because I didn't know that I went to school mm-hmm. with her, came in at the same time, and never even known that was something that she was growing through. But I think we do have to, as Black folks, and you, y'all tell me what y'all think, you know, in your own experiences, have to talk more about these things you have to talk more about mental health because this you know things like this do happen this may have been just a bad day this may have been a it might have been a triggering moment it may have been like a maybe a miscalculation of medication it could have been a lot of different things that you know wound her up to kind of you know uh kind of you know be a little lost and um but I think you know tell me what y'all think like you know it's mental health is a trip but I think it's something that we have to talk more about as a community, have to do more things about from a national perspective because it's something that everyone goes through on either a big or small level, uh, either directly or indirectly with the people around you. And that's something that I feel like we all should understand. Um, but we seem to not want to even touch it, you know? So, you know, glad Raven was found. I'm so happy that she was found. And, you know, it's thanks. Thanks. I want to, you know... Go ahead and say, you know, shout out to everyone who posted and all those different things. Cause that's that's how you get shit done. Like that's how we do what we do. Let's keep supporting each other like that and keep doing those types of things. It's beautiful, so beautiful. Totally.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you think, Delmo? Um, I'm like I said, like I'm a part of the AUC family, so I would never wish any harm or ill will on anyone in the AUC family, and I think it's really important to have compassion for people um, who struggle with mental health, because it is a lot more prevalent than people think it is. And because it's not discussed, doesn't mean that it's not there. So, um, you know, I just think we just got to stick together and bind together and really acknowledge uh, what it means to be a community. And I think uh, with this instance, we did just that. And I'm so happy that she's safe. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I um also want to honor um and to to leave space for people who do have mental illness and like though that is something that we want to um we don't we don't want to turn a blind eye to. We also don't want to exploit, you know. So we have to be very careful in how we um um how we participate in the conversation and I think like these are the spaces where we can like talk about the bigger picture, you know, without using her, you know, without without misusing her privacy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, because it can be pretty um, sensitive. Um, so yes, and but also having her voice and her story a part of the conversation. You know, it's just something that we as a community are working to understand. Um, and through these conversations, I think that that comes to light like really beautifully. Like we can balance that because it's a it's a it's a discussion. Um, I want to bring up um, mental illness in a different light, and I also want to bring up that mental illness does not abdicate you a responsibility. And the first thing that they wanted to talk about with this um, mass shooter um, to bring it back to um, Las Vegas, you know, was he crazy, was he this, was he that, um, which, you know, can give us indications, but then also I think we like to leave, um, let these people off of the hook because he was a lone wolf, because he didn't have friends in school, because so on and so forth, which is usually bullshit excuses that the media created for white men alone and not for everyone, um. But um, Damo, do you want to talk about how the media is trying and how the po- uh, politics are trying to spin this mass shooting? Yeah. Um. So, um yeah. So, yeah. Basically, you know. So after this crazy tragedy, you know, you can assume that the government is shook and how to react. And instead of acknowledging exactly what the issue is and what the issue was um they are taking their own spin is what i'll call it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. right now you know there's been a constant struggle and like discussion and um battle with the issue of abortion and reproductive rights for women um at capitol hill we know this has been going on for a really long time and um so right now abortion um is a priority over gun control for the GOP. So um, after the mass shooting in Las Vegas, uh, the House GOP caucus had been inspired to crack down on reproductive rights rather than gun control. Um, This past Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous. Um, But this past Tuesday, there's a new anti-abortion legislation that was passed um, and approved by the House. I don't know if you guys heard about that.
0: No, tell me Um, about it.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not a good time. It's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, it still has to go uh, through the Senate. Um, and, you know, so it, nothing's really set in stone, but the fact that it was approved through the House is already scary. Um, so the caucus wrote in a blog post that as they mourn the lives lost in Las Vegas, they have been reminded how precious life is, and especially um, lives cut short by abortion.
0: There's no connection.
1: So what do you guys <laughs> what do
0: you guys think about that twist like that's 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 just, that is the reach that might be the reach, reach of the month
2: because with this with
0: this with this with congress and the way government is right now i know they're gonna upstage this reach right now real soon because they just they own some shit. they often you know they ain't even own the henny because henny at least make people feel good they offer of some <laughs> whole other shit. you know what i'm saying and <laughs> I have, I didn't, I didn't even know this news. This is literally brand new to me when you said this. So that is, oh my God, literally it's people are dying. People long. are dying and you want to now, you think that is related to controlling someone's by, like choice on their own body. Like those two things are related. That's
2: <laughs> Right.
1: That also goes into the conversation of like, why don't you guys want to discuss gun control? Why? It's, you know what
0: I mean? And, and you you like, know, what's the uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, I was gonna say, like, I, I you know, I, like I said, I consume a lot of things, and I was watching, you know, Saturday Night Live, and you can literally Google state by state the regulations that are on certain things. You know what I'm saying? And Colin Jost and um Michael Shea, they do the you know the Weekend Update on SNL, and they were saying they were like being very ridiculous about the example they were using, of course, because it's comedy. But also they were real things, you know. Like he, Colin had a joke like, if I go to Chick Fil A, and spend a hundred dollars at Chick Fil A, my bank hit me up like, "What's going on?" While you had a man, okay. being uh, what's I can't remember his name now. Stephen Pollack was Stephen Pollack. Whatever this 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 this, this idiot he? is, whatever this idiot's name was. Stephen Paddock—that's what his name was—and he um, wow. bought forty-seven guns all this year. Majority of them he bought in this year. You know what I'm saying? So he—this has been a meditated thing. This has been a plan. This is something totally. that he's addicted to. And if you buy right. forty-seven of anything in the same damn year, and it ain't groceries, something is wrong with all you. Right. Something, something is going that. on, it's and especially something it's that is regulated. Say,
1: hey, what's up? Not like, if you're white. Clearly.
0: Like, if something is regulated, it has to go through a, an, another authority for you to get a thing. Shit like that should bring attention to somebody. I can, like, if I'm out here, if I bought 47 cars this year, somebody gonna be knocking on my door trying to figure out where the money coming from. You know what I'm saying? So, the fuck are you doing? Right.
2: and And
1: what's so interesting to me is so, like, like Robbie said, this, this gun control conversation is imperative. Like, we have to talk about it because of, simply by the fact that this man bought this many guns in this short amount of time. And it, it, we do not have to be on the same page about it. We're not on the same page about it. I have black people who are not for gun control and believe that race war is coming and they want to have guns just like the next person. Um, I don't feel that way, but it's a conversation to be had. And if right. it's not when we have mass shootings, then when is it? If it's not when a man has an arsenal and is killing the public, then when
2: is it? When if babies are dying. If we're
1: talking about abortion rights, well, right. If, we, if, if we make sure that every birth, every conception, um, it becomes a birth, that is then going to protect people from dying in mass shootings. We were inspired by the tragedy. Motherfucker what? And y'all were inspired to talk about gun control. Even if it it meant more guns, like the fact that we're not talking about it at all, that the media is spinning it to say that it's too soon, that the tragedy, we're not honoring the tragedy by ignoring gun control. Um, It's just incredible.
0: And they trying to they trying to they trying to wait it out. They they hoping that something else is gonna happen in the news, and then they're really not gonna to have to talk about it. That's what I believe.
2: Crazy.
1: Uh, mm. I just think that P is a do joke,
2: and like,
1: um, <laughs> they you know like they just never practice what they preach. Like I literally feel like they have a prompter or like something on a notepad that is like scripted. Like I think they're like they're super critical. Like for example, Congressman Tim Murphy. Um, who claims to be like a pro life, you know, congressman? That's what that's what he identifies as. And um, however, had a mistress who had a pregnancy scare and urged her to get an abortion amidst that pregnancy scare. So I just think it's cool. like corny, like you know, it's corny, it's corny. You what know, you gotta like, think about?
0: You gotta think about.
1: you over here at work trying to close down Planned Parenthood? How your mistress got abortion, bro?
0: That That's interesting as that you say that. Like Jamila De- Lemieux was on um, the show that I watch called Jesus and, and She was speaking the exact same things, but she didn't have an example. She just was saying she knows, she was like, politicians, these men with power, you know, and what comes with men with power that they probably are, you know, into some, you know, a good batch of infidelity, you know what I'm saying? And I bet they want to, you know, have some, have abortions ready to go. You know what I'm saying? That they just so happen to can't pull out, right. you know, with Monica and them. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the, the thing about that is so interesting. But also they they kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if we look into this bill, into these different types of legislature, that it pro- they probably have already created a loophole for themselves because that's how it always is. Like with the health care bill, bill before, when it was in its kind of infancy, they literally put in there a loophole about Viagra. Like so, because And you know that was nothing but a bunch of old ass men who wanted to look out for themselves. They literally put in a loophole for Viagra to be paid for by their health insurance. See what I'm saying? While that is something that is like a very particular thing and it's not like every man is going to have the same issue. That is not a universal, you know, that should not be a universal drug. <laughs> every man is not going to have erectile dysfunction but they made that a thing because why? Majority of they punk ass in there can't get it up, you know what I'm saying? So... The fuck, you know what I'm saying? Why you? Why, and also, why the hell y'all got a mistress anyway? You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't even get it up. Those two things don't go together.
1: It's just frustrating because like most of the people who are contributing to this big decision are like old ass white men who will never have to experience pregnancy, let alone abortion or in some instances rape. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's really frustrating because I don't I don't think that men should have say so over women's reproductive rights. Like who
0: the fuck I are you? I, I totally agree.
1: Like what if my user is
0: it, it is like, yours. I you can't
1: tell you what I can do with it, like it's yeah, it's just annoying. Mm. Um, but switching over to stay on the topic of white men and their privilege. Um mm. just I just get really frustrated when you know how like white people feel like uh okay so we say like white people can't say the n-word but it's like but why you know what i mean just don't say Mm -hmm. like why you know like why why did Mm -hmm. you have this conversation you know um so anyway so this next story um earlier this week this man named john edgar rice was arrested for making racially motivated threats towards students at howard university in dc and he was formally convicted of indecent liberties with a child by custodian and aggravated sexual battery in 2012.
0: Whoa, indecent liberties? I never heard that Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why I had to take my time to to make sure I said it correctly. I don't know what the hell he did, but he got charged with that. Um, In 2015, he made an infamous Facebook post during a racial unrest at Missouri University, where he said, and I quote, Any N words left at Howard University after 10 tomorrow will be the first to go. Any of those Chief Skate N words who try to get out using the Metro will regret that choice real fast. And he was also quoted saying, It's not murder if they're black. Um, Mm. And so the post was tracked, and it was actually tracked to a Panera rent in Alexandria, uh, Virginia.
0: Damn, I know they
1: pissed. Uh, they said uh sir um but russ was charged with transmission in interstate commerce of a communication containing threats to injure the person of another so um for this charge he could be sentenced up to five years in prison so bye
0: My, right this this, um, I, I will say this is um an interesting uh it's an interesting witch hunt you know what i'm saying that they went on because i've never heard that one either. The transmission and right. interstate commerce of right. communication containing threats to injure the person of another. This sounds like some shit I see on Twitter every day. Like, there's a lot of motherfuckers who well, get locked up. It's like, if this is a it's charge, fight. a lot of people can get charged for some shit like this. Um, exactly. this it's it's, he he must really. He must really fuck somebody over if this is a whole ass white man saying all this shit. And he is definitely getting the fuck punished for this shit. Or
1: maybe I'm thinking too it's because um, he threatened like Howard as a whole that maybe like Howard's administration was just like, you mm, know, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. He already had, he already had all, eyes on I'm him.
1: glad.
2: I'm glad he's it's That's interesting, but I, I
0: wonder how often that happens. Like, you posted something on Facebook mm-hmm. and because people post shit like this on Facebook all the time, I wonder how many people actually get dealt with because of that. Because he was right. already in the system for doing, you know, shit like this, so I don't know if it was just because it. he already, you probably know,
2: probably why he got caught
1: this time. Yeah. You know what happened with his
0: other charges? Yeah. Right. Like, he probably could have yeah. been on parole or something so he couldn't be doing no shit like this. Right. You know, but right. I do find it interesting that that him being a person who is who just said this—that's all he did was say this. He didn't do anything. And this is a charge that he can be charged with. This is real interesting and when it comes to that conversation of freedom of speech on Facebook and different social media sites, that this is something you can be charged with. And it's not like what he was saying was something that he's planning on doing. He's just literally saying he's just being ignorant, motherfucking eating a sandwich in Panera, stealing Wi Fi. You know what I'm saying? So
2: this
0: is this is I'm gonna remember this because that's that's something right there. Like, that's something. This is a good case that people need to, yeah. to know and to make. So you know, everybody listening, write that down. Next time somebody come with you on some racial shit on um online, that they can get charged for transmission in interstate com- commerce of a uh, communication containing threats to injure the person of another. Um, I mm-hmm. like that. That's probably because he was on <laughs> Panera. It's probably worked like that because he was on Panera's. WiFi, right, like
1: a public. Now, yeah. now my thought is that this is a fancy say, way of of saying like a threat of terrorism, in that if it was if he looked different, that it would be named that. That mm. it would be you know,
0: you're, that's, targeting, that's
1: you're targeting a group. You're targeting a group, and saying that you, if they get off the train, they're done for our Muslim brother and sister that it may look different. Honestly, that's right. my, that's what came up to me. What also came up for me is that there are people walking around harboring hate and we, you know, we hate in quotations, like obviously mega shooter, egregious and stuff. Um, I, and I can say that I hate him, but I don't hate him. I don't have a burning passion for his demise honestly you know I don't I, I the worst person that you can name like you know do I think that society would be better if they did not participate absolutely do I then think that I have the right or could take a life from them the worst person I can think of and I can't say that I can but there are people out there who can publicly say that and then you know can act on it and who who acts maliciously? if you are touching a child you're malicious like you are a hateful person and it's never surprising i never desensitized to the fact that people are walking around mad as fuck ready to hurt somebody you know right that's just crazy to me. racist or not like that shit's just wild to be it is
0: it is It's, it's it's inhuman as fuck it's like inhuman as hell
1: yeah. inhuman inhuman it's, it's very um, it's interesting because we have a lot of that here in America but, um, we also had slavery here in America so you know we know all about that inhumanity. humanity I want to um, move over to girl yas because it is a special special segment um, <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly, um, so where I can relate um, if you guys don't already can already recognize this is very pro black, <laughs> pro woman, um, pro people of color. And so Girl Yacht usually will be a woman of color, um, particularly black, but Latina. We will probably do um, our Asian sisters as well. However, this week we have three white women who are highlighted today for their activism. <laughs> hey. They're political. And, and activism may be a strong word, but their political participation, um, that ultimately is for our benefit. So, Girl Yas goes to Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Shelley Moore-Casito. Um, and they're all Republican senators um, for Maine, Alaska, and Virginia, respectively. And these women basically were like... Um, Fuck our political party. We don't care what you guys do. We feel a particular way, and we're going to stand by that. So the GOP, GOP has been creating and drafting a health care plan, I think, almost before Trump was president. You know, probably publicly with, at Trump was president, but they've been trying to get Obam- Obamacare out of there. But they have to find a viable solution to replace it, and they have not done that. I mean, they have killed so many girls thus far. And yet another one was killed. On Monday basically the, no one could agree on terms and so what um, I think it was Senator Mitch McConnell um, anyway one of these Republican senators were basically like well we can't find anything to replace Obamacare but let's just repeal Obamacare just generally let's just repeal that first get that passed and then America won't have a federal health care plan at all and then we can figure out how to replace Obamacare and these three women were like, "No, my constituents do not, uh, do not gonna, are not going to go for that. Even though they voted for me, and I don't believe in Obamacare, we all know that they use Obamacare, and we can't leave our our population with uh, <laughs> without health care. We cannot do it. We have to." Right. Do it. That doesn't sound like, ludicrous. And there's no way they can make the numbers right because Obama worked on Obamacare for eight years. You know, you are never, you You cannot replace it with something viable or something that's going to compare within a year. It is impossible. And they're finding that out. And even Republicans, this has not got to the Democrats. The Republicans cannot agree on how to present it to the Democrats because it's so silly. It's right. Like, I just think that's Dumb interesting. As and these women are just like, you know, we are for the party and everything, but, um, Absolutely fucking not. We're going to shoot this down. And, um, you know, there's obviously there's less senators. So their vote matters more. But what's been happening is a chain, chain effect. So once someone publicly says I'm not supporting repealing ACA, um, the Affordable Care Act, then another person pops up, then another person pops up. And soon they're going to have to be faced with the question. Okay, Trump, let's make how are you going to make Trump's care better than Obamacare? care. You know, answer that question first before healing Obamacare. It's ludicrous. So yeah. That yeah. was my girl yeah. yes. Yes. I'm for yes. two yeah, no more capital for like spearheading that opposition.
0: Yeah, shout out to you know yeah, I, shout out to the white white folks, you know, when they do something right, you know. About time. <laughs> you know, we gotta <laughs> okay. have we gotta have we gotta have a, a great amount of that if we ever wanna, you know. Want the world to be a little better, you know? You know, that's a good step. We need our allies.
1: Sure. We do. We don't have their allies, but we do need them
2: in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? you know, it's, it's right. because the thing about it, and I think something that a lot of white people don't realize, is that we don't give a damn about you being in the position you are sometimes. We just don't want you to fuck with us. Like, leave us the hell alone. For
2: real.
0: Like, don't make it your business to make our lives terrible. Don't make legislation that's gonna directly affect us and us only be objective, Right. be looking out for the greater good of motherfuckers. And if somebody say, Oh, so that greater good, you was thinking about actually fucks with us and fucks us up. So don't do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's look deeper, you know, and also right. work with, you know, white women. Don't be scared of black women. I know they are wonderful, beautiful and magical, but go get them on your team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have some aides and some assistance and some folks who can get some, you know, political experience. Um, on your team who you can literally run this shit by like this bill is happening. I want to know, you know, I really brought you on to be a perspective, young black perspective to know if this type of legislation yeah. is going to affect everyone in an equal manner and do that across the board. Not, not even just, you know, a black person, not even just a black woman, but black, black, um, you know, Asian, you know, you know, Hispanic, Latin, whatever, Absolutely. put a few of them Absolutely. around you so they can, you know, you can have you some true checks and balances. And I suggest for them to be women because, you know, you already a woman in here doing it. So it would be a great time to, you know, kill two birds, one stone, give somebody the opportunity to be a mentor, do your thing. But that's just, you know, that's just what I say you should do, but I know yeah. how white women love each other. Yeah, I really like each other a lot. <laughs> um, But, you know, that, that's, continue, continue. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was just going to say that I commend their collaboration. I know last week, um, Donna and I spoke about women collaborating and how important it is to um, uplift each other rather than knock each other down or compete with each other. And um, I think this is a great example of that because I'm sure, like, um, had one of these women been the only ones who had the courage to say something that is, like, punked out, she probably wouldn't have came out and said something. Exactly, but, right. You know, the fact that they all three of them stuck together, and was like, no, like, we're going to stand up against this because this sounds crazy. And, um, you know, ultimately held more weight. So um, my girl, Yas, this week goes to one of my favorite actresses ever, Gabrielle Union. Um, she's releasing uh, her book. It's called We're Going to Need More Wine. So just by that, you can already tell that this is going to be a pretty heavy novel, um, Hmm. memoir. And um, so she'll be releasing her book on October 17th, and she's going to open up about being a victim of rape, dealing with infertility in the public eye, and being, um, I quote, a prisoner of trying to get pregnant, uh, having she's experienced eight to nine miscarriages. Oh my gosh! Right, so. That's um ridiculous. Right, and you would never know because she's just this beautiful, vibrant butterfly, super talented. You know, happily married to Dwayne Wade, and like you just would never know that she was like struggling, um, or has struggled in the past with these things. And so, but I also want to commend her for being courageous enough um, to share her story because I feel like it's a way to reassure women. Um, who are fighting these same battles that they're not alone and to see someone, like I said, you know, just as beautiful as the Union, dealing with these things that a lot of women deal with, but don't necessarily get talked about. I think is very important. Um, but what do you guys think? Um, I think, yeah, I think that these stories can't, um, can't be said enough um, because it's so attached to our culture and race culture in America. Um, we're desensitized to it. Um, and I think make giving it a, a face and a name, you know, um, is only, it's only helpful. She's like, you know, obviously she's beautiful, but she, you know, she has so much dimension and so, um, shout out to her for like you said, having the courage, um, but for, you know, being there for other women who are experiencing that, is that and can read it and say, okay, I can be successful. I can come back from it. Um, and the miscarriages are, they, they run so deep. They, and women experiencing miscarriage, you know, whether you have your life together or not, um, is, you can't take that lightly. And I know I have friends personally who just have had such a hard time
2: and
0: so, um, it's
2: an important topic.
0: Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, um, n- you know, not having, being the one of the few people, you know, talking right now without a uterus, uh, I <laughs> definitely, um, I definitely believe this is still something very important to be said. Um, I when this, when, you know, word got out that she was releasing her book, I definitely seen a lot of people saying, you know. Bringing out a lot of negative shit about it, you know, saying, you know, oh my God, like I can only imagine how she felt because Dwayne's, you know, had a baby while they was on a break, and so like, and she can't have children and whatever. I can only imagine she's like around this baby all the time. I'm like, why does it matter? And secondly, she has a book. She She has wrote a book about what she went through. So obviously, she has dealt with and kind of done that emotional work that she needed to actually cope with these different situations. And she probably is still dealing with that. That's an energy you really don't need. This is not even about none of that shit. So I would say this is beautiful because, you know, just thinking about where we are in life right now, black women and women in general are having children a lot later in life. So this is something that's going to be a lot more common. You know, I, you know, two, three, two, three generations ago, if you didn't have a child, by the time you was my age, people was looking at you like, what the hell wrong with you? So, and I'm, and I'm still in my early twenties. So uh, right. it's interesting right. how, you know, this is going to be a thing. Women are going to continue to be very successful and essentially want to plan their life in a different way than the, the you know women of the past. So you can be, you know, damn near 30, in your thirties, trying to, you know, and you finally have got comfortable enough to, you know, with a person that you want to start a, a whole life with and to have some children and then you literally run into these types of complications. So hopefully, you know, there's some energy to, into, you know, you know, kind of, you know, lengthening and adding longevity when it comes to, you know, fertility, uh, and just to help these people out and good thing there are alternatives and there's things out there, but it's, it's still is sad. And it is, I can only imagine, the, the, you know, the emotional, uh, you know, stress that you put yourself through to kind of come to that realization that you really may be, you know, a barren individual and can't do this thing. That is a very, very, right. very, very, human thing to be done. And I think, you know, people that, you know, have gone through this, you have to support the fact that she's telling this story when she doesn't have to. And, you know, talks about all the different parts of her life and seeming like a very, very put together person. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's gonna be very inspirational. I know it's gonna help a lot of people, so I'm here for it for that reason. Okay.
2: Yes.
1: yes, absolutely. Girl yes. Girl yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so as we wrap up the show, you know, um I be think I swear, in the middle of the show I'd be thinking of things like, Oh wait, I wanna say this. Um and it, it's it's going to be about something um kind of funny. But I decided that I want to um, just invite our listeners. I'm thinking about someone particularly, but to invite our listeners to be courageous and um, loving, be open to love, and be vulnerable um, in your relationships. I think um, as youth, and especially coming out of college. You don't be soldiered up. you like, ain't hey, nobody getting to this part. Not again. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mood. But, uh, you know? And and so, you know, we, you know, you know, get my knee, i have like, in my bag, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for, and that's fine, you know, no one is sitting on that parade, but I think that we put ourselves in unnecessary situations, and I think we are prisoners to our own Ego, we don't do that, and we're trying to mess with someone, and that it is okay to be vulnerable and to openly love someone and to be courageous in that love. You know, running the risk that they may hurt you. Um, you're not gonna die. <laughs> Very
2: and, true. You know, Very that's true. Will go on. And so
1: yeah. Omg, guys, um, yeah. this is just an assertion, but um, I like told my my roommates went to Wink link and I told them what I wanted and they just came back.
0: i'm so excited for you i hope you got lemon pepper i wish i I had some of your fries
1: i wish i had some of your fries you know
0: what i'm saying but no to add what you were saying jada um i think uh it's interesting you know i've been out for a minute now and like i do find it interesting how you say you know to be open to be courageous and i think you know when we get fresh out and especially we get out of school and you know we're not in relationships um I say, I agree, stay, you know, stay open, stay receptive, you know, because when something because this is the time where you're going to find individuals who are in the same place as you. And there isn't much of a, you know, a difference spreading us out in so many different ways. Like you if you out here trying to be, you know, a little stubborn on your heart and trying to block out the love that, you know, you're feeling for somebody give it about five more years you're gonna be real mad you passed up on certain things you know because the, the level of attraction is gonna change is he reading me the level of attraction is gonna change because for the simple fact you're gonna keep striving if you know if it's the lord's will you're gonna be in a whole new tax bracket so you're only gonna be able to truly relate to certain people the best example that i always give is oprah Oprah could never get, get married because the simple fact of it's, it's, it's hard to relate to the people that she wants to relate to. There's no black man. There's no black man who, there's no black man who is like that. Yeah. It's like, there's no black man on this, on this, on the face of this earth. Who's, who, who can relate to her in every single capacity meaning being oh southern God. meaning having it, going through what she went through to get to where she is to have a million different jobs to be as wealthy as she is and to be a humanitarian and be black as hell those things usually don't okay. go together you see what I'm saying so she right. might she might have right. found some you know some you know beautiful man in some foreign country who just riches all hell but they're still just the fact that it's not gonna, you know, is we're not gonna blend. I don't want to have to, you it's know, not gonna just, work. I'm not yeah. just gonna go with it just because you know we're on the same level in this way, you know. Hence why Stevie is kind of, he kind mm-hmm. of probably makes, you know, checks all the boxes until you get to that, you know, bro, you ain't a billionaire, you know what I'm saying? Which is a factor. It <laughs> is a factor, and I think we people have to get to that level of money for it to understand. I believe, uh, trust me, I don't know, but stay open. Stay open out here because if you are out here not being yourself and trying to be guarded, you're presenting yourself to people and you're giving out an energy that's going to attract what you're presenting yourself as and not you. So if you be you, you're going to present what you need and like people are going to present themselves and you're going to attract what you need and not how you're trying to position yourself. Like if you harden and acting all bitter and sad and fucking shell shocked from your previous relationships in college, college is over, shit is done, let that shit go and move on. And if you keep yep. if you keep that on you, then you're gonna keep attracting people that bring that energy. You're gonna keep getting fucked the fuck over because that is what you're that's what you're holding on Word. to. So, um, just, you know,
1: Rodney, drive me.
0: Ah, oh, my bad, my bad. Hey, you, you, you know you, anyone who anyone who listens to the show, you know what I'm saying? Anyone who does anything, y'all yeah, know I love. You know I love, love love around here. So, and I love for people to beat them down, be their damn self, just in general past yes. love so anytime somebody mentions that i always gotta you know get on my little soapbox but continue mm-hmm. cl- you know let's c- close that out <laughs> yes. now that's um, a
1: good place to transition right um let, i want to take this time to have a moment of silence for um a lot of the tragedies and lives lost in recent weeks and months um, in particular, I want to acknowledge De- Dexter Pottinger, who is a Jamaican gay activist who was stabbed to death in his home on August 31st um, in New York. Um, also, for all of our lost homies, all of the lives that were lost in Las Vegas, and the hurricane tragedies in Puerto Rico, Texas, all throughout the Caribbean, Ethiopia, Sudan, Yemen, Syria, Palestine, and anyone else who needs prayer in the world. So we're just going to. Be silent tonight. Thanks, guys. Well, that wraps up this week. Um, I had so much fun talking
0: to you guys. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, Yay. This is, this is good. This is real good. This is real
1: good. Class. This is this good. so awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do this again.
0: Um, oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. definitely, you know, just for the sake of, you know, the people who are listening, who don't, uh, who maybe listen listening on either end, either if you're listening from, you know, can I, I can relate side or you listen from my side. I want us you know, definitely to say where the hell. They can, you know, find us at and follow us at. But um, if you don't know, now you know. Um, you can follow me <laughs> at uh, kings underscore memoirs on everything. That's from Twitter. That's Instagram. I also have my uh, Simply King pod page on IG. Just made it to 500 followers. So, you know, shout out to all those 500 right there. Come strong. Pressing that, blue, pressing that blue button. You know what I'm saying? Um, keep doing it. Keep doing all that. You know? Yes, we'll um,
1: know. Yes. If you... If you want to hear um, not only a diverse opinion, but then also a low, sultry voice, a very strong voice, then you need to tune into this podcast. Girl, you better Come stop with this yes. compliment. <laughs> Gas me up. Gas me up. He, me up.
0: he knows uh, how to put it away. Okay. okay. But the okay. divisive opinion in
1: the smoothest way possible. Yes. So you gotta need to tune in.
2: Operator. You, you know
0: you know what i do what i can that's what i always say yeah we don't, don't don't say try no more do what you can um just do you
2: good? um
0: but no yes follow me everywhere you can listen to simply king podcast um everywhere podcasts are available like i always say i'm still working on this uh, spotify thing but they are real ignorant over there and uh real hard to get into you know what i'm saying i don't know why they just don't make it easy but follow me follow Lord. me follow me for everyone who's listening um. Either you list the first time, or second time, or third time, or fifty-fifth time. That's fine. Y'all right? But, <laughs> but tell tell everybody where they can follow y'all though. Yes, you gotta remind them. That. Well, yes, absolutely. Since you asked,
1: and I'm just <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. Uh, so uh, is soundcloud. You can literally type in "I" for late um, colon podcast, and you will see our beautiful faces. Um, please follow us um on that platform, and also you can follow. Us on instagram at domo right for dominique and um senegal, uh, senegal which is senna underscore gal, <laughs> at senna. gal. yes um, or you can just go to my page she's tagged in a bunch of stuff so yeah you'll, you'll uh, find her if you find me definitely tune in we have a weekly podcast as well um and definitely branching out to these platforms um i want to take this time also to um shout out the out of darkness walk um in honor of written McCall, but then also um it's a suicide prevention but a um mental illness walk and it's going to be held in oakland um at Lake Merritt on the 14th, it's starting at 6, and it's in the at 9, and it's going to start registration. is going to be at Lakeside Park. Um, so, yeah, if you are around or in the area, please come out and support. It's called the Out of Darkness Walk. You can Google it. The idea is that we will start um, at night and then at dawn, right, when dawn breaks, we'll be at the end of our walk um, because it's always darkest before the dawn.
2: Um, uh, so, thank you. yay all right we'll see y'all
0: next week yeah see y'all see y'all love (laughs) y'all